What do Bianca Castafiore and Rihanna have in common? What about the Andes Mountains and the Chateau de Versailles? Here's a hint. They've been around since the dawn of time. They might be quaint or ostentatious. Yes, we're talking about jewels. Discover Voice of Jewels, a podcast from L'Ecole, School of Jewelry Arts, supported by Van Cleef and Arpels. Welcome to Life and Art from FT Weekend. I'm Lila Raptopoulos, and this is our Friday chat show. Today we have decided to make a festive show by taking on a topic that comes around every year, over and over. We keep getting older, it stays the same, and that is Christmas music. We will talk about the songs we love, the songs we hate, and why it all exists. I am joined by two very special guests with quite strong opinions on the topic. From London, the FT's longtime pop music critic and a great friend of the podcast, Ludovic Hunter Tilney. Ludo, welcome. Thank you, Lila. And here with me in New York is the FT's U.S. labor and equality correspondent, my neighbor in the newsroom, and a true Christmas music lover, the wonderful Taylor Nicole Rogers. Hi, Taylor. Thanks for having me, Lila. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Okay, so before we jump into the songs themselves, I would love everybody to place themselves. What is your big picture feeling about Christmas music as a genre? Ludo, why don't you start? I remember you as a real Christmas music hater, but maybe that's changed. Well, that's a strong word, Lila, a strong word. What I would say I have is a limited tolerance for like Frosty the Snowman and for red-nosed reindeers and for chestnuts roasting on open fires, for children's (laughs) choirs and sleigh bells. I have very limited tolerance. And my tolerance level tends to be reached earlier and earlier each year because there's so much Christmas music, as we know. So it's round about now that I find my tolerance for all of these things, which on another day and a more perhaps, you know, sunnier one, I could put up with. (laughs) Taylor, what about you? I love Christmas music. (laughs) I, in contrary... I tend to listen earlier and earlier and earlier every year. Mm. I just think it's a genre that has, like, amazing variety. Like, you have everything from, like, the old hymns to, like, really creative pop music that's coming out every year. And I just love how, you know, positive and full of love and joy (laughs) it is in contrast to a lot of the other music that I listen to, which really has, like, very heavy themes sometimes. Mm -hmm. I love how I can just turn on Christmas music and... Just feel, like, happy and and loved. (laughs) Nice. Um, Wow, these are very different. I feel like I should take some in between. (laughs) um, I like it. I'm pro. I think Christmas music is, it's a season of repetition. It feels like the only season where everybody goes back to the hits in a unique way. And that feels sort of comforting. I mean, I don't know, Lila. I would push you a little bit on that because (laughs) people are releasing Christmas albums every single year. So I do have my you know, classic favorites. For me, that's, you know, Michael Buble, which I recognize is not creative. But (laughs) every single year, there are new albums coming out. And I I do try to have a lot of really good variety, Mm -hmm. probably because I do listen to it for two full months. (laughs) That's true. So Taylor, two full months, when do you actually begin? You begin at the beginning of November. I begin November 1st. So my (laughs) tradition is that when I come home from like whatever Halloween festivities I've am doing that year. Usually it's after midnight, so it's technically November 1st. And that is when I, (laughs) at like, you know, two o'clock in the morning, pull out my Christmas decorations, light my Christmas candles, and turn on my Christmas music. What is it for you, Ludo? I know you have to review a lot of Christmas albums for our pages. Is there like a time of the year that you are forced to begin listening? 
So Christmas-wise, the Christmas albums come out around sort of October onwards, really. Right. They start to arrive, but I don't listen to them then. I won't review a Christmas album in October or November. I will I will hold on to that. Um, so the biggest Christmas album this year is by Cher, Cher's mm-hmm. Christmas. That came out on something like October the 17th. But I wait and then I, I review them at the moment. So it will right. be in the newspaper next weekend will be my considerations of, uh, of the Christmas music. So I listen to Christmas music from around about now. I also have a birthday on December the 18th, which is perhaps one problem. And that interferes. That's my own personal Thanksgiving, so to speak. Right. You know, I, I, I don't really like to... I mean, that after, after the 18th, then you see, then Christmas music can be more... Is that's kind of when when I'd like to listen to it. Listen, my birthday is December twentieth, so that is no excuse. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's get into songs. I'm going to ask you both to tell me your favorite Christmas song. Honestly, I disagree with the premise of this question a little bit because I don't believe that favorites are real. Like, no one can have one favorite anything. But I am here for the holiday cheer. So, for the sake of argument, if you had to pick one Christmas song as your Christmas song. What would it be, Ludo? I will go, I think, Lila, for Darlene Love's Christmas, Baby, Please Come Home, from Mm. A Christmas Gift for You from Phil Spector, released in 1963, now wrecked, of course, by Spector's, you know, awfulness and notoriety. But the song itself does actually survive for me as a Christmas song that I will happily go back to. And I, I could play that along Taylor's sort of time frame as well. I would happily listen to that on November the 1st. I think it's a great, a great one. <laughs> I personally tend to prefer like the classic hymns of like I have to choose like my one song I could listen to all year over and over again. Mm-hmm. But I mm. really like everything. Like I listen to like the brand new albums that come out every year. I thought Shares was fantastic, of course. On that note, my favorite one is Go Tell It on the Mountain. It's an African-American spiritual song. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, yeah. but it's really beautiful. Lots of really creative renditions. I love everything from, you know, like the classic choir renditions to there are a couple, you know, recorded versions that are really fantastic as well. My favorite is by a, an artist named Francesca Battistelli. Nice. tell it on the mountain. Okay, so in order for me to answer this question, I had to sort of narrow it down by category. But anyway, I chose to go pop cover songs of classics. And then I thought about album, and I realized that the albums that represent the start of the Christmas season to me are albums that I grew up with, which is (laughs) the compilation albums of A Very Special Christmas. This was a series of pop albums that came out in the 80s and 90s. They were meant to fundraise for the Special Olympics, and they gave you real hits. You get Christmas and Hollis by Run DMC. You get Salt and Pepper singing Santa Baby. You get Merry Christmas Baby by Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. And then you get what I think is my favorite, which is the Eurythmics cover of Winter Wonderland. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm going to look that up as soon as we're done. So I think that's my pick. The other one that I would pick is maybe um, Silent Night, classic, old school, you know, at a carol event, everyone lights each other's candles, the song comes on, Perfect. you cry. It's good. 
Isn't there a bit of a sort of contradiction with Silent Night there? Which I agree, I, I do like that would be on my list as well. But that shows that Christmas should also have a silent aspect, doesn't it? I mean, the ideal, mm-hmm. you know, the ideal imaginary Christmas is blanketed with snow so you sure. can't hear anything outside. The world has come to a halt, hasn't it? I mean, it's quietness. It's time for contemplation and reflection. Instead of which, these inane songs and jingles are just like filling our attention. We can't, Silent Night is providing us with a Christmas song which is telling us to be quiet. <laughs> That's true. It's telling I would argue, I, <laughs> I would argue more that, you know, the Christmas story referenced in Silent Night is saying that the first Christmas was silent. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Okay, so we've been working up to this, which is least favorite songs, and now we're in it. Ludo, what to you is the worst song of Christmas? Like, what is one song that you would happily never hear again? My worst is Justin Bieber's Mistletoe. No! Oh <laughs> yes. my gosh! Yes, yes. But I'm a bee under the mistletoe. Why? Clearly why? that mistletoe. Ha- why? <laughs> oh, good God. It's just so, it's, it's just this most saccharine. It's his voice. It's everything. It's the idea about being anywhere. It's the idea about Justin Bieber being near the mistletoe. It's that everything about it is that mistletoe should be ripped down from the ceiling and this cast seems- out. I would also add to that. I would add to that any version of Jingle Bells because I really can't bear Jingle Bells. Yeah, it's just too simple. It's just so peppy and up and just like, just like, <laughs> and also the sound of jingle, jingling bells is not a nice sound, is it? Yes, jingling it is. Thing, like, no, jingles, are, you're all right, an advertising jingle gets in your head, but a jingling thing, it's just like, like clashy and no, no, no. I literally have jingle bells on the reef on the front door of my apartment so I can hear them every time I open the door. And for the record, Mistletoe by Justin Bieber is one of the classics of my generation's Christmas music. I fully believe that he will be Mariah Carey in 20 years. <laughs> you think so? That I, song, I don't know. I agree. Well, I in that case, I will become like, are, are you familiar, both of you, with the game Whamageddon? Whamageddon. Yes. No. Where you have to avoid hearing Wham's Last Christmas for as long as possible. <laughs> yeah. The moment you hear it, you lose the game. Well, I shall be doing that with mistletoe. I'll definitely be doing that with mistletoe. You will, and yeah. you will lose because it will be everywhere. <laughs> be everywhere. <laughs> I feel like that song and then um, the Ariana Grande song, what is yes, it Yes, uh, that's Santa Tell Me. Santa Tell Me. I feel yeah. like That I do like. Okay, good. I feel like those have become the like 2010s classic Christmas hits. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you my least favorite song? It's not, you're not going to be happy about it, Taylor. I what is it? Uh, there are very few renditions of Santa Claus is Coming to Town that I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Pointer Sisters did it best. I would um, agree, yes. But the Jackson 5 version is really excruciating to me. I really <laughs> struggle with it. I like sometimes it'll come on in the background and I'll be like, why am I anxious? Like what's going on? <laughs> and it's because young Michael Jackson is screaming, Santa Claus is coming to town at me. And I don't want to be yelled at. Okay, I'd love to zoom out for a minute now and just ask what is going on with Christmas music, big picture. Ludo, you're our expert. Brenda Lee's song, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree, is approximately 60 years old, and it just hit number one in the Billboard Top 100s this year for the first time. What Can you explain that? 
Ah, so uh, Brenda Lee is 79 and she yeah. originally released that song, oh gosh, something like 1964, and it didn't do particularly well. And it's then become a Christmas staple. And in the last four years, Christmas music has taken over the charts because of streaming. Right. And this song has become one of the big songs for this time of year. And it's always battling Mariah for the top spot in the US. And Mariah always wins. But yeah. this year, Brenda Lee, her song has gone and reached number one, making her the oldest now person ever to have a number one in America. That's incredible. Wow. How does it all work? Like, how are old songs topping charts now that's different from the past? Well, so at the moment, we now have these charts to go with all of these songs, 15 out of 20 in the UK, 13 out of 20 in the US. And they're all there because they're being streamed. And what streaming has done is it's made everybody aware that there are lots of people like Taylor who love Christmas music, which I think mm -hmm. wasn't so apparent before. Even though there's always been a lot of Christmas music being made, it never really was in the charts in the same way. Yeah. Because it wasn't so easy to go and tabulate, frankly, how much people love Christmas music. And now because of streaming, it's a sort of democratizing mechanism in that sense, because everybody knows how much everybody loves all of these songs. So they also changed the rules of the charts so that old catalog songs were able to go in the charts, which previously they were disallowed. So the result of that is basically that we now have this explosion in Christmas music. Mariah Carey's thought to make about $3 million per year from All nice. I Want for Christmas Is You. I mean, <laughs> these have become, it's become a very, it's become a business. It's become a big business. And so lots of people are now being attracted to it. Hence, the amount of Christmas albums and Christmas music being made each year grows. And right. the catalogue of Christmas music remains sort of current because of the fact that they can be listened to on streaming platforms. Right. And then why do stars put them out? Is it just an easy way to get press without having to do too much original songwriting? Um, well, that's a, that's a cynical. That would Sorry. be cynical. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Taylor's advocacy of Christmas music has rubbed off on me and I'm not going to be that cynical. <laughs> I mean, Cher, let's take Cher as an example. This is her yeah. first Christmas album. So she, Cher was sung backup vocals on that Darlene Love song that mm. I mentioned earlier. And Darlene Love, in fact, turns up on her version of that song on her album. Mm -hmm. So Cher has been in music for a long time and this is her first Christmas album. Why should she go and do that? Well, I suppose that it's become a gap in someone's catalogue now. If you don't have a Christmas album, you need to have one. Yeah, I was just going to say as a listener who's by no means a music expert, but more of you know an enthusiast, mm -hmm. I remember seeing my favorite artists come out with Christmas albums and I was always like, oh, they must have nothing else to do. But <laughs> in my mind, you know, it def the profile has definitely risen of Christmas music. And I think we're seeing a lot of really cool, interesting and creative Christmas music mm -hmm. in the past couple of years, which I really appreciated. You know, my, I think my favorite new Christmas album this year is um, an EP by Sabrina Carpenter called Fruitcake. And I think mm. that is really interesting. All of the songs are original and super creative. Nice. Ludo, as we get towards the end, are there any albums that you've been listening to to review this year that you've that have interested you? Um, I've enjoyed the Gregory Porter one. I share, I'm 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 hesitant to say what I think about Share with Taylor's uh <laughs> having enjoyed it so much. What did you like about the Share album, Taylor? If you could just um... I just like Share. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I will enough. say I, I did only listen to it once, whereas <laughs> I do tend to like repeat other albums more. Yeah, I actually, sorry, Taylor, I love Cher. She's my Armenian queen, but <laughs> but she, uh, I, I didn't, I just liked it to spend time with her. I'm not sure I really like liked it. I think that's fair. Yeah. What about you, Ludo? Yeah, I was, um, it, it doesn't feel like a very nice or seasonal thing to do to be mean about Cher, does it? I um, know, it's the worst. She's reached, that, she's reached that level where you can't really be mean about her. But um, the album does slightly sort of push one in that direction. Yeah. And 
I enjoyed the the Christmas Baby Please Come Home that she does with Darlene Love that she sang the backup vocals for on the original and that Darlene Love joins her on this one. I did like that. There was a nice mm-hmm. sense of, of ends being tied there. But I have to say that the other songs were a bit of a struggle for me and there's a really horrific hip-hop song on there. Oh, there is. <laughs> <laughs> there's a which, which really, well, don't unwrap that one. You know, kick that one <laughs> under the sofa. Don't go near it. So, um, yeah, that was, I wasn't so sure about that. As my final question, what is the dream? You know, like, do you have a dream song that you would love to hear that doesn't exist? Or is there something that you want out of Christmas music that that you're not getting? Like, looking to the future, you could have anything you wanted. Uh, what would you want out of this season? I want Adele Christmas. Oh, you want Adele Christmas. Good. Yeah. Why? I love Adele and I love Christmas. <laughs> I think that would be spectacular. I would also love to see, I don't know if you guys remember, like years and years ago, there were like, you know, random viral videos of like choirs of celebrities singing Mm -hmm. various Christmas songs. I would love to see like all of the main pop girls at the moment, like do some sort of like mass collab Christmas album as well. Like I I want to see like Taylor Swift. I want to see Dua Lipa. Like Mm -hmm. I want to see all of them together. Yeah. As a choir. Yeah. As our 2024 choir. I think that'd be so fun for next Christmas. Great. We'll make it happen. Yeah. Uh, Luda, what about you? Yeah, I tune in for both of those. I have to say, those are Me good too. ideas. I'm going to go to I'm going to go to another extreme on that one. And I was listening the other day on the radio. Iggy Pop has a radio show over here in Britain on the BBC, and he was joined by Tom Waits, and the pair of them were talking, and their voices were <laughs> rumbling away. You know, it was just like my kitchen was vibrating, and I would love to hear the two of them <laughs> do a Christmas duets album. Ludo, last time you were on, you said that you wanted a Tom Waits song to go viral um, on TikTok. <laughs> Well, <laughs> I'm predictable, I'm afraid to say. <laughs> but I want this for you. I want Tom Waits to get the uh, get the Gen Z, Gen Alpha. Uh, <laughs> I, I should be careful uh, for what I wish, shouldn't I? I should really be careful for what I wish. Maybe <laughs> exactly. Lila, with, you know, the power of the FD Arts podcast could well be, exactly. you know, I'm nervous now. I'm nervous that what I might have unleashed or what you're going to unleash on the world for me. Oh, man, that's funny. Um, Ludo Taylor, thank you so much. We will be back in just a minute for more or less. Welcome back for More or Less, the part of the show where we each bring in one thing we want more of or less of culturally. Ludo, why don't we start with you? What do you want? Well, I want to go to the cinema more because I think that we're reaching a sort of use it or lose it stage. Mm. With, uh, with the with the cinema that they'll all shut down if we don't go to them. Yeah, that's a great one. Uh, Taylor, what about you? Are either of you familiar with this trend of dopamine decor? <laughs> no. I, so it's this, it's, I mean, I'm not on TikTok, but I believe it originated there. It's this trend where you like put things in your home that make you very happy to look at. Mm-hmm. I think it's a bit of a reaction against the like minimalist neutral thing we've been having for the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. And in this vein, I recently purchased a vintage 1970s pink couch for my apartment. Nice. And it just makes me so happy every time I look <laughs> at it. So I, I want to lean further into the world of like things that just, you know, like radiate joy in <laughs> okay. interior design. More dopamine decor. Absolutely. Beautiful. Uh, mine is more, this is a little broad, but mine is more talking to your grandparents. (laughs) I love this. Um, I'm writing a piece about recipes right now, like how we write down recipes as a way to preserve 
culture and memory and stuff. And so I've been making this Middle Eastern dish called dolma uh, a lot. So I've been like stuffing peppers and stuffing grape leaves and stuffing tomatoes and stuffing cabbage. And last week I stuffed an entire pumpkin. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> with rice to make this dish. And it was bad. Um, it looked beautiful and it tasted bad. And I wanted to call my Armenian and Greek grandmothers, but they died a long time ago. So that's my cultural recommendation. Call your grandparents, write down their recipes, cook them, and then tell me about it. I second that. Yeah, get that stuff down. Uh, Ludo Taylor, this was amazing. Uh, Thank you so much. And please come back again soon. Thanks, Lila. Thank you, Lila. That's the show. Thank you for listening to Life and Art from FT Weekend. I highly recommend you check out the show notes. We have links in there to everything that we talked about, including some of Ludo's reviews and a Spotify playlist that we made of the songs that we referenced in the show. All of the links in the show notes will get you past the paywall on FT.com. In the show notes, we also have discount codes for a subscription to the FT. And as always, ways to keep in touch with me and with the show on email, X, and Instagram. Side note, if you have strong thoughts on recipes, get in touch with me. I'm Lila Raptopoulos, and here is my talented team. Katya Kumkova is our senior producer. Lulu Smith is our producer. Our sound engineers are Breen Turner and Sam Javinko, with original music by Metaphor Music. Topher Forges is our executive producer, and our global head of audio is Cheryl Brumley. Have a lovely weekend, and we'll find each other again on Monday.